Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. My dear sisters, welcome to another episode of Monday Musings Parenting Podcast with Irada Ahmed. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome to Podcast 10. Today we will be discussing the most important life skills to teach our children. The three questions we will be exploring. Number one, what is emotional literacy and why is it so important to teach this skill? Number two, another essential life skill is risking failure and embracing mistakes. What can we do as parents and how can we teach this life skill? And three, we will look at some of the examples from the Sunnah of the Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So as we discussed in our last episode, uh, of a parenting podcast, uh, episode nine, the most important essential skill to teach children is self-respect, right? Self-respect. And the second, I believe, the most important life skill to teach children is the ability to identify and interpret their own emotions and those of the people around them. They call it emotional intelligence these days. So what is emotional intelligence? It is the ability to read and interpret one's own behavior first and foremost. Once we can identify, name and understand what we are feeling, we can then understand how these emotions affect other people around us. This is a valuable skill in all future relationships that I believe each child should be imparted with when entering adult life. This incident took place many years ago, and yet I remember it so distinctively well. I always retell it in my parenting classes because it left such a mark on me at the time. One day we got back from grocery shopping. We started unpacking and putting the things away. My then four-year-old daughter decided to help, and before I knew it, she dropped the whole tray of eggs on the floor. She was holding the tray while trying to open the fridge door. All I remember was seeing a tray of broken eggs on the floor. I got so angry very quickly. I started blurting out my usual line of reaction. Well, why on earth would you try to open the fridge while you're still holding the tray? You were not supposed to help. Look, you have created an extra job for me. Who asked you to help anyway? etc etc the thing about reacting is once you start it gets very difficult to stop well my daughter just looked at me and something said something that stopped me dead in my tracks she said you scare me when you yell so loud suddenly my mood changed i stood there in the kitchen thinking what why this one is so smart so intelligent, she knows how to communicate her feelings. My older children could not say such things at her age. Perhaps partly because I could not say either. So my fifth child can comfortably and spontaneously communicate her feelings by saying, I'm scared, I love you a lot, you made me upset by saying that, because I'm constantly communicating my own feelings to her. Why is it so important, you might ask? Well, 
A child who can name her emotions like fear, anger, frustration, jealousy, and where these feelings are coming from can also read other people's behavior like a book. This skill then will enable her to form much deeper relationships with those around her in the future, inshallah. I will give you a, another example. One day not so long ago, when I got home from work, I was in a bad mood. So as usual, as soon as I walk through the door, so many things start happening at once. I, I walk in with the thought on top of my to-do list, uh, such as, you know, taking the meat out of the freezer and cook something that hopefully everyone eats. There's so much to think about, right? Then my son walks into the kitchen with his homework and at the same time, my toddler complains how her older siblings teased her and I asked one of my daughters to make me a cup of tea, which she happily obliged, alhamdulillah. I was feeling agitated because of what had happened at work. So I shoot everyone out with, you guys make so much noise. Can I just have my cup of tea in peace? In peace? Then I hear them talking. Mom is always exaggerating things. And my intelligent one, the one who dropped the eggs, mumbles, she's just in a bad mood. Maybe she had a fight with a naughty student in her class or traffic jam on the way. I stopped dead in my tracks again, go out and I hugged them all. Imagine if every time we get angry, sad, happy or afraid, we can name these emotions, identify where they came from and communicate with, I became frustrated because, ta -ta -ta, or I got upset when, or this scares me when, if a child can tell her mother, you scare me when you yell so loud, there is a high chance that a mother will try to reason with her calmly, right? Inshallah. And so the first thing to teach a child is to love herself because unless a child has the capacity to value her own life, she cannot reach her full potential or become deeply alive. And that's true for adults too. The second is emotional literacy. What next, you asked? The next is, after these two, I believe the most important thing we can teach a child is to risk failure and embrace mistakes. Unfortunately, oftentimes in our reactive ways, we teach exactly the opposite of this. Mistakes are part and parcel of any human experience. The Prophet ﷺ said, every son of Adam commits sin and the best of those who commit sin, sins are those who repent. Reported in Sunan Ibn Majah. And especially for children, you know, mistakes are consequences of being a child who is yet to fully understand what is right or what is wrong in the world. As an adult, we know mistakes help us repent, learn more, grow wiser. Yet, even as an adult, sadly, we can't see beyond our failures sometimes. We all make mistakes. This is true. 
But the biggest mistake is losing hope in Allah's mercy and dwelling on our sins. Thus, we make it difficult for ourselves to move forward. How can we then, with such a fixed mindset, help our children to learn from mistakes and move on? When things go wrong, we cook them and we stew them in blame, blaming, condemning and criticizing, whereas we should be teaching, don't lose hope in Allah's mercy. For Allah certainly forgives all sins. He is indeed the all-forgiving, the most merciful. The simple lesson of risking failure is a necessary part of growing and success should be taught from a young age. This philosophy is true in business, in academic progress, in your career, just as it's true in one's personal and spiritual development, right? Risking failure is a necessary part of growing and risking failure is a necessary part of success. Children will learn and master this skill from the way we treat them when they make mistakes. The truth is to learn something new, we all need the courage to make mistakes. And when children do make mistakes, we can interpret them either as an opportunity to teach something new or as a disaster. No child is born with the ability to write. Do you all agree with me? Teaching handwriting skills is a particularly painful experience for most of us homeschoolers, right? Imagine every time your children, your child wrote B like D and you kept on shouting. How many times I told you this is B and this is D as most children confuse this when they start writing. Would she feel encouraged to try harder? What would we do when our eight-year-old tried to cook for a family and the rice got burnt? What would you do when your five-year-old decided to put away a bottle of uh, Vimto or any other juice in a glass bottle and drop the bottle? Or when your teenage son frequently missed Taraweeh or the five daily prayers? Or when your daughter got caught talking to strange boys online? We see this happening all the time, right? With the fitna of social media. Or what would you do when your son got caught with a drug? While some of these may seem acceptable childish behavior, as children grow older, there are also acts of halal and haram. In Islam, we believe all deeds will start being recorded once children reach puberty, right? And yet we can't treat them like an adult beyond the age of 13 or 14 straight away. What do we do? Firstly, we have to realize that making mistakes is an inevitable part of being alive. Abu Hurairah reported, the messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him said, by him in whose hands is my soul, if you did not sin, Allah would replace you with people who would sin and they would seek forgiveness from Allah and he would forgive them. Sahih in Bukhari. 
And we have other examples from the Sunnah of the Prophet So we have to adopt the Prophet's method of correcting mistakes. We should approach mistakes as teachable moments, not as a cause for naming and shaming. The Prophet taught to strive for excellence, and yet companions made many mistakes during his lifetime. The way he corrected mistakes was very effective. He never shamed a person and he never condemned the person, but he condemned the action only. Let's look at the example of Samatan ibn Zayd. He anhu, reported that narrated that once he was sent out on a military campaign. During the battle, he caught a man and the man said, La ilaha illallah just before he killed him. But Osama anhu, stabbed him to death. Later, he felt about it, he thought about it, and he mentioned the incident to the Prophet The Prophet said, you killed the man who said La ilaha illallah? Osama replied, O Messenger of Allah, he only said it because he was afraid. To which the Prophet replied, How can you know what is in his heart? How can you know what is in his heart? How can you know what is in his heart? Osama narrated that the Prophet kept repeating, How can you know what is in his heart until I wished that I had not become a Muslim until this day? So all my sins would be forgiven for embracing Islam. Reported in Sahih Muslim. SubhanAllah, look at this. Killing a man is not a minor sin. However, the Prophet did not say, why did you kill him? How could you do that? You will now enter the hellfire for committing such a gravely sin. Look the way he corrected the action. He condemned the action but not the person or his personality. Once the Prophet ﷺ came across Abu Masud al-Ansari beating a slave, the Prophet ﷺ looked and said only one sentence. He said, Allah has more power over you than you have over this slave. Abu Masud Al-Ansari repented and freed the slave immediately. The Prophet again did not say, you're such a terrible person to beat a slave like this. Why did you beat him up? Why do, who do you think you are? How can you do this to a helpless slave? You know, he did not question any of this. He condemned the action, but the way he spoke, the way he corrected the mistakes with gentleness, was very effective. And since companions who lived side by side with the Prophet ﷺ committed sins, made mistakes, who are we to expect complete perfection from our children or from ourselves? And since the Prophet ﷺ corrected some gravely sins with gentleness, who are we to name and shame our children for some childish behavior. Often we humiliate, we belittle for some childish behavior. We must make it clear to our children that making mistakes and risking failure 
is part of growing. In conclusion, learning is not passing and failing an exam at school. Learning is a long and slow process of gaining a better perspective in life through trial and error. And we can help children to understand this by approaching their mistakes as teachable moments, not as disasters, inshallah. May Allah make this reminder beneficial for all of us and may Allah grant us tawfiq to give our children tarbiyah the right way and adopt the methods and approach of the Prophet when our children make mistakes, inshallah. Ameen, ya Rab. I also would like to remind you that today, Monday the 28th September is the last day to grab the offer that we are running on RYS courses and products. Uh, I know, I'm sure most of you may be aware that we have 50% off on all courses and products on the website www.raising-scholars.com Go browse, choose what suits you and use the coupon code SAUDI90 at checkout to claim your 50% off discount. Again, the last day to grab the offer is today inshallah so we close with this inshallah and i look forward to future episodes of monday musing assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh